Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blessed be the child that uh, packs the chrome. Come on. Quarantine camps. We are speed bumps to the deep state on the road to their progressive communism. That, that's the Lord agreeing with what I'm saying. Well, I mean, Jesus was a white man, too. But, you, you know, it's like we have he was a historical figure. I mean, that's a verifiable fact, as is Santa. I just want right. the kids watching to know that. Yes. But my point is, how do you just revise it, you know, in the middle of the legacy of the story and change Santa from white to black? Yeah. Sold my shit up. Knuckles all fat and shit. Side though, it's all good. Whipped his ass so bad his stepmom's gonna feel me for the next three birthdays out this month. Look what his homeboy did to the side of your head. What you talking about, kid? This he ain't fading nothing over here though. One ass whooping, man. They still won. How you figure that, man? Look around you, man. They own this shit. They on this couch you sitting on, them shoes you got on your feet, this building, this school, this country, you. We behind enemy lines, dog. One beat down and never compare to 439 years of captivity. Never. I don't know shit. Freshman. Happens. If it gets wild, then I'll start capping. But for now, sit 
This show is brought to you by the fuck that Father Teresa does not give. We do our best to engage with these topics in a manner that is sensitive and considerate to you, our listeners, and your lived experiences. However, we understand that some of these subjects can pack a punch. So we strongly support whatever you need to do to take care of yourself as an audience member. Whether that be pouring yourself a glass of wine before pressing play, quarantine, listening to our show with a warm, furry animal in your lap, or even turning off today's show and doing whatever brings you peace and joy and intellectual detox before tuning in next week. We welcome all feedback and comments related to our show, including requests for future topics you would like to hear us cover or suggestions for ways we can improve our handling of emotionally and psychologically heavy material. You are listening to Father Teresa's Wine Cellar. They're on this couch you sitting on. Quarantine. This show. The shoes you got on your feet. It's brought to you. This building. By the fuck. This school. This country. You. That Father Teresa does not give. Willy nilly nonsense. But we watched plain as day those people give the hand signal to make sure he stays on track. I don't care what Nancy Pelosi and her insurrectionist nonsense has to say. These chicks are in there doing TikTok dances. I ain't talking about East Germany. I'm talking about Tennessee. And the clearest thing I've ever seen in my life is when Mitch McConnell gets off track, he turns around and the guy behind him gives him the Illuminati hand signal of authoritarianism. That there's the, the Illuminati hand signal of authoritarianism. Uh, let me open you folks up uh, with this here. From uh, MSDNC, yes. if you will. Somebody made that into a Twitter account. It's quite funny. Nice. This is why. Just moments ago, more than 75 doctors staged a walkout to protest the number of COVID patients coming to the hospitals who have not been vaccinated. Oh the thing, hey, let, let's bring in Carrie Sanders, because Carrie, you're in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida, at this doctor's walkout. Carrie, what, what, and I know the area very well, what Americans don't understand is for every unvaccinated person that's filling up an ICU bed, that means with a hospital's jam, somebody with a heart attack, and I've known somebody in this position, goes there, has trouble getting in, can't get treatment, can't get a bed. It is a nightmare for the doctors. It is a nightmare for the nurses. And to the doctor's uh, point of view, it's worse yet for sick people that want help from them. That is truly reflective of the frustration that you see behind me. And these doctors have gathered, some coming off their shifts to come out here, gathering to try to tell people, please, first of all, ignore the nonsense and the absurdities that you're hearing people say at public meetings and recognize the value of what a vaccine will do. Uh, 85% of the ICU beds in Florida are full. Now, there are some hospitals that have no space in the ICU. They've turned cafeterias, they've turned conference centers over to beds to house patients because they are so overwhelmed. Dr. JT Snarsky is joining us here. She's one of the doctors. First of all, you hear that woman at the school board saying the absurdity. 
how does that make you feel and how do you combat it? It's incredibly frustrating because we know vaccines are safe and effective and it's people who go out and talk against them that really go against physicians and medicine and science Quarantine and it's camps. not the message we want to get across to people. Vaccines are safe and we need to get our communities vaccinated. I talk significant. As I step out here, I can see they're all standing here, white jackets, some coming off of their ships. I ain't talking about East Germany. I'm talking about Tennessee. All right. Holy hell. That was a mean decibel work right there. (laughs) Like, holy shit. That, um, that, uh, morning Joseph clip off of MSDNC was so fucking low. Like it was instant. Like I've been doing this for a while. Boom. Hit the button. Turn the microphones off. Turn up the main volume (laughs) on the fucking mixing board. Uh Bring that shit up. Go to the soundboard. Turn down that loud ass fucking pastor from, from Tennessee. Cause he ain't talking about New York City or wherever. What do you say there? I ain't talking about East Germany. I'm talking about Tennessee. He talking about Tennessee. Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> so these uh these these medicalized uh, doctor folks. Right. They um they stepped away out there in Florida in more than one place. Yes, I do believe it was um Tampa and um Miami. So, yeah, and then I believe I sent you a link to the other one as well, because that was also a video clip. Jesus, really? Yeah. Oh, I told, I told you that. I told you that. The, <laughs> There's okay, but, so much stuff. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, no, I mean, there's articles about it, too. We don't have to go to the... Um, it's, uh, you tagged on Twitter? Yeah, it's the same thread. Because thank you, fans and listeners, for doing show prep with us. <laughs> Because I quote tweeted one and someone t- uh, commented immediately under mine and said, it wasn't only there, this one happened too. So thank you. Um, I don't know your, I, I don't know the name of who did that though. But yeah, I mean, it's on a bunch of channels. Like this is coming off NBC. So Palm Beach County, Florida, dozens of South Florida doctors staged a ceremonial walkout to protest the number of unvaccinated COVID-19 patients flooding their hospital in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. Just before sunrise, about 75 doctors stepped out of their hospitals and offices to temporarily stand together and encourage the community to get vaccinated. The doctors were not on duty at the time, gathering either immediately before or after shifts, according to a hospital spokesperson. Uh, Dr. Rupesh Daria from the Palm Beach Internal Medicine uh, facility, I guess, said, quote, we are exhausted. Our patients and resources are running low and we need your help. The vaccine remains the most effective and most reliable way to stop this madness, says Dr. Leslie Diaz, an infectious disease specialist. On Monday, the FDA granted full approval to the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine. That's the one we got. Uh, and is hoping it will instill more confidence among those reluctant to get vaccinated. Quarantine camps. <laughs> yes, quarantine camps. Um, but yeah, it's also like... If the doctors are starting to walk out walk out over this, maybe we should take it seriously. We kind of need them. Willy-nilly nonsense. We need them. There's really not a nefarious plan. Y'all just tin full hat wearers. This this cat, this is it. I'm playing this I, till the till climate change ends it. Because this man is America. It's like 22 paragraphs long. It's just the fact that he's like accusing other people of having on the tinfoil hats while he's literally being an anti-vaxxer. An anti-vaxxer? Nigga, what are you doing with your life? 
taking on folks like you. I'm here to tell you, there's a group of elitists that run this nation, a bunch of globalists that run the world, and their money runs it. And I'm going to tell you something. It is nothing more than a satanic death cult. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm going to tell you something, buddy pal. Uh, Let's check out that second clip. Yes. Oh, I was just going to say, like, and that's how you know, like, how um, goofy you have to be to buy into these conspiracies. Because if getting, (coughs) sorry, if getting the vaccine was actually a conspiracy and there really is some fucking, like, secret, like, um, you know, group of globalists running the country, are you telling me they can't get Americans vaxxed? So they could put fluoride in your water. They can fucking, you know, inject you with all kinds of shit in your soil and in medication, but they can't get people vaccinated. They're slipping on this one, clearly. (laughs) All right, let's see. Let, let's see what what is be happenizing, and I bet there's another one where I'm gonna have to do the deal right here. <laughs> so let me get ready for a swift decibel change because apparently internet decibels ain't worth a goddamn. Nope. <laughs> there's a lot of talk about this current surge in patients as a wave, and it's it's pretty appropriate. Um, you know, like a tidal wave except that instead of water, it's a wave of people uh, struggling to breathe. Every day I come to work, I feel like I'm going to war. Uh, I feel like it's a battlefield, and there are many cases that I, I'm doing my best, I'm doing all I can for the patient, but it's, it's a battle. People, they don't believe that this is a real thing. I, don't, I mean, I work at this entire hospital as a respiratory therapist, but I can tell you right now that people are dying every single day. The patients are sicker and they're also younger and it's just extremely disheartening to sit at the bedside with your patient holding their hand moments before they're getting intubated and them just crying out and wishing that they had gotten vaccinated. It's so sad to watch the patients who don't make it out of the emergency department um, to the ones that you send to the ICU just with a prayer. And, um, you know, you go from being sad uh, to just (laughs) then being angry. Um, Angry that that there's a, a lot of misinformation and disinformation out there um, that's really tripping people up. What more can we say? What more can we do to, to impress upon um, people that this is real? It's like uh, 22 are, paragraphs long. Are dying. People are really suffering uh, from this. If you're scared to get vaccinated or you don't know who to believe, there are people that will help you. If you don't understand why you should wear a mask, there are people that can help you. Willy-nilly nonsense. Most people don't live on YouTube and they don't live on Facebook. Ask your pharmacist. Ask your doctor. You know, we're here. Sorry, but I don't want to see you get sick. Um, if we could just remember to just be kind to one another, that would be great. Quarantine. This is the facts. The facts, Jax. All right, now that video right there was the facts. <laughs> it was the facts, Jax. 
And yes, I did, uh, I did play that cat from the soundboard on purpose during that clip because that's how he would behave. Mm-hmm. While those people were talking, he'd just be right there, willy-nilly nonsense. <laughs> yeah, he would be. Right, and like the southern accent sells it and makes it more believable. Oh, fuck yeah. But psh, he is America. We just like the because the, the southern accent, it, it makes us think that it's only there. Right. It's only it there, but... It's not. Does Dan Badandi have a southern accent? Oh, no. Okay. He has a horrible... What is he, like, Rhode Island or something? Rhode Island. Oh, God, it's so ugly. It's just it's a New so England. It's so ugly. Dan <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, what about Peter King? From Iowa? Or the... Wait. The New York Peter yeah, King? Yeah, Peter King is oh. the New York one. Steve no, there... King is the Iowa oh, Steve one. King. Wait, isn't there another... Wait, is there another Steve King? He writes books. Not that Steve King. <laughs> he scares people with um, literacy. Yeah, I mean, honestly, we could just let go of the whole East Coast with the accents. Like, we don't need any. Thing? We don't need any of them. Not Method Man. We don't Not need any of Queen them. Queen Latifah. We don't need any of them. What if Queen Latifah? Where's Busta Rhymes from? Ah, uh, I think Brooklyn. He is an anti-masker. <laughs> no shit, he is. Yeah. Oh fuck, he's. T- Man, I told I told you them them uh them old school East Coast rappers, they all have a hotep strain. Man, it 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 jumps smooth the fuck out today. Tell you them oh man, those those East Coast heads, they're heavy on it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, like uh and just so folks know, like we haven't played Dan Badondi in years. I'm just doing oh. a tiny bitty bit. Yes, yeah. ma'am. I was say while you're doing that, I was looking up the Buster Rhymes thing. Uh, he said, stop trying to take our civil liberties away. No human being is supposed to tell you you can't breathe freely. Fuck a mask. Buster Rhymes, what the fuck are you doing, sir? Alright. Alright, so I'm just I'm clicking Dan Badondi at forty six minutes and forty nine seconds into his show, <laughs> folks. <laughs> Now, <laughs> Venus Kalita is saying that there's a problem with this accent. Yes, yes, I am. Let this communist stuff take over, man. And Reagan said this best, too. How do you tell what a communist is? Well, someone who reads Marx and Lenin, right? But how can you tell an anti-communist? All right, someone who reads Marx and Lenin. All right, if they read Marx and Lenin, they're communists. Yes. <clears throat> and someone who no one understands Marx and Lenin. Maxin, what? (laughs) I swear to God, he doesn't even say words. He just makes noises and trails off. That was awesome. It's like a really bad New York rapper where all you get is the punchline and never a setup. Oh fuck, man! (laughs) Or a setup and not a punchline. Like, what are we doing? It's it's it's, you know that thing. What? It's like listening to China Mac talk about five G. Oh, man, oh, it's good no. stuff. No. Yes, ma'am. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I think he just said Marx and whatever. I think he tried to say whatever. He's like that. <laughs> yeah, as a guy, you could speak your mind and protest. Again. You know, if you didn't like anything, what the government was doing, yeah, as a guy, you could protest that. And if we let this communist stuff take over, man, and Reagan said this best, too, how do you tell what a communist is? Well, someone who reads Marx and Lenin, right? But how can you tell an anti con Oh, my God. He's just reading a meme. Oh, I'm no. I'm looking at his thing. Like, <laughs> I, see, I'm trying to stop myself from just, like, critiquing Dan Badani now because I know that's, like, not the point of the episode. But, like, just because of the era that we live in, anytime I hear Reagan's name, like, I will remind everyone every single time 
This is the guy who argued that it's unconstitutional for newscasters to tell you the truth. This is that administration. They're out here quoting Reagan for truth, and Reagan's legacy is, we don't have to tell you the truth. That's a violation of uh, a newscaster's First Amendment rights. In case you want to know how shit like Tucker Carlson and whatever gets on the air where they're just dead ass lying to everybody. That's how that happens. Really? Tell you the truth? Yes. You might, uh, you might want to learn the name of Dan Badandi's radio show. Uh, does it involve truth? Uh, no. What the or... hell? No. None of those things. Jesus. And welcome everybody to this Monday, August 23rd, 2021 edition really of like the Nightly News Adams, right here on TruthRadioShow.com. I'm your host, Dan Madani. TruthRadioShow.com. That's what he named the show. Did he say he you're Yoast? Yes, he did. <laughs> you're saying there's a problem with that accentuation? Yeah, we don't need it. We can let it go. And welcome everybody to this Monday, August 23rd, 2021 edition of the Nightly News right here on TruthRadioShow.com. I'm your host, Dan Madondi, and it's good to be live. I know uh, a couple times last week we didn't no. uh, have live. No. And, and if anyone from Rhode Island wants to argue this, <laughs> feel free. Tell me. Tell me what is soothing or pleasant or anything positive about that accent. It's horrible. Okay. I'm going to behave like an adult again. Really? Yes, ma'am. I have doubts. <clears throat> o to the K. Yes. All right. So we got to um the uh, Florida doctors walking out. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> so, all right, Lefty McLeftersons. Uh, Hotep Mike showed me a uh, screenshot inadvertently because Hotep Mike is on my Facebook's friends list. Yes. And I seen it in my news feed. And I said, what the hell is going on there? And I read... Five articles, folks, please read more than a headline. I read five articles uh, mm -hmm. while I was uh, cooking a and eating uh, food that I needed to eat. Mm -hmm. And uh, that that screenshot is a Noah Good. That's a Noah Good. No, because that screenshot is telling lefties that San Francisco is going to straight up pay $20,000 per garbage can. Uh-huh. All right. That's a lot of money for a garbage can. Yes. Oh, wait. This is the wine cellar. The story's going to get worse, isn't it? No, it gets better. Uh, <laughs> and by better, we mean worse. What? It's worse than <laughs> being better. I'm the best at being the worst, really. Uh, what? What? Damn. I'm telling you, my yeah. vanity is on point. You really could be a politician with that type of gish gallop ability. Oh. It's like a fast twitch muscle. All right. So this shit, <laughs> No. God damn it, I'm on a dashiki. This is problematic. The, <laughs> so these folks called Public Works, who have their own website you can check out, um, they're asking city supervisors to approve spending of $537,000 $537, from $840,000 on reserve to cover design costs for 15 garbage cans. Excuse me. Ten garbage carts uh, with wheels that go inside, and the and the stationary can management, uh, some existing trash can models, and contingency money for unknown costs. All you like that? Unknown. Good. Unknown. Known hey, unknowns. None of your business. It, hey, it's an org, so you don't need to know. It's a known unknown. It's an unknown unknown. Yeah, might be. It's an, it's an own that died. I don't, I don't know. That nigga died. He can't explain it to us anymore. Well, he knows about the unknown now. Yeah. 
Yeah, why don't I pour out a little rum? Cause the homie done failed. That's <laughs> funny right there. That's funny. Oh, made me laugh. God, <laughs> fucking leftist dad jokes. Oh God. <laughs> uh, let's see. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, let's see. Uh, so, ba 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 boop ba skip ba ba flibidu. So there were questions why the city decided to design its own bins when it could have used a model from another city. Good question. Good question. Uh, the Public Works staff, they said, well, existing models are sometimes too wide for San Francisco's narrow sidewalks. Remember that, lefties. I know you're a nerd. Uh, you're a lefty. You're a fucking nerd. I know that. You're going to remember it. I got You got your little post-it notes route right now, and you got your fucking... Are you, are you pulling a pin out of your pocket protector, nerd? So take a note on that one. All right? They're saying... Yes. ...that... The existing models are sometimes mm -hmm. too wide for San Francisco's narrow sidewalks. This is coming off the San Francisco Chronicle. But the uh, but the city will also try out existing models, which will cost between three thousand and five thousand per bin in the pilot specification. Okay. All right, if the custom design is chosen, the city will put out a comprehensive bid for production and then own the design, mm -hmm. which could possibly bring in future revenue. All right? You mean when they sell this plan to other cities? Yes, yeah, ma'am. Okay. Yeah, San Francisco is innovation. Innovation. All right, it's innovationary, I'd say. It's vision ovationry. <laughs> you didn't know that, did you? That's not a thing. All right, well, cbsnews.com. They also talk about this, and I uh, I selected the part that I find most interesting from the article. <clears throat> so um, they're adding, they're they're noting that these are costly cans, and they even have designer names like Salt and Pepper and Slim Silhouette and Soft Square. I don't know much about designer things. I did not know that Salt and Pepper <laughs> was a designer name. Is it Donna Cara Salt and Pepper? I mean, I are they talking about the color of it or something? No, it's actually the shape. It's uh, shaped like a uh, salt shaker. I'll go ahead and do a uh, screen share. That's for actually folks. ugly. No, no, it's not. It's ugly. No, it's not. It's futuristic. It's shiny. Mm -hmm. All right. You also notice with that hole, it's very hard for you to get in there, grab something, and hold it and pull it out. Yes, it is. Yeah, you see? So that... That's kind of a good look there. Let me go ahead and bust that screen share for the uh, for the folks looking at the video. All right, I know you're digging that. You're like, hey, look at that. Whoa, you can even. The uh, city of San Francisco wants to spend twenty thousand dollars on a garbage can. Yep, you heard. That. Right, look at how that. I played that video clip. I didn't even play that yet. I was going by the articles. Yeah. That newscaster and that fucking station. Uh, KPIX CBS News 5 San mm -hmm. Francisco. Fuck y'all niggas. Y'all some busters for starting that shit out like that. And look at my nigga. Uh, and people looking at the Facebook video. You see him smirking like that. Mm -hmm. Funny style shit. That's a very irresponsible way to start that so, shit. How much are the actual garbage cans? Undisclosed, right? Like they didn't have a final price. Yeah, no, they're, they're still negotiating. Okay. All right. But they, uh, <clears throat> but they do have like the window of what the price would be. Excuse me. All right. So the Department of Public Works installed uh, 3,000 of the green cans in the 1990s. Mm -hmm. All right. Old school cans. And even they admit the $20,000 price tag is expensive for a prototype, mm -hmm. but promise the cost will go down 
once it's mass produced. Right. All right. And this is a quote coming from uh, Mr. Haney saying, um, I want to be, uh, frankly, I don't know why I said it like that. I want to be, frankly, uh, the model for other cities, Portland, New York, Sydney, Australia, uh, how, uh, w- uh, wherever it is across the world to take our cans or to try uh, or to try to model their cans after ours. And that was uh, the represent. Uh, that's coming from the representative of the uh, the Public Works Acting uh, Director, Alaric Degrena Fried. Bam, okay. nailed it. I can mm-hmm. say white people's names flawlessly. <clears throat> and the plan is to test their three models this fall, then choose the final trash can, possibly early next year, and get a final cost. Mm-hmm. All right, the DPW, I don't know who those folks are yet. Oh, wait, Depart- Department of Public Works. The DPW says the price would be about $4,000 per can once it's mass produced. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, there's uh, sirens going on. Um, it's still in a 90-degree <laughs> neighborhood out here in West Mish, uh, mm-hmm. so folks could be heat-stroking out there if you heard those sirens pass by while I was recording. Um, and an, uh, an, an existing green trash can recently purchased by the Department of Public Works costs a little over 1200 All right, so the Department of Public Works is saying they would be about 4000 once it's massed productified. Okay. All right? Yes, ma'am. That All still right. seems like a lot of money for garbage cans, though. It, I'm not going to lie. It sure goddamn is. Yeah. But then also, but they're specifically designed to keep homeless people out. Or people, like, yes, dumpster diving out, basically, right? Yes. That's evil. Which, I'm not going to lie, that irritates me more hearing about them talk about, like, the... The slim silhouette or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you have more space on the sidewalk. So, like, you're making space for more people while taunting them with food that they can't have because you would rather throw it away than just feed hungry people. <laughs> right? Like, why not? Or at least put out motherfucking compost cans and then some, and then pay somebody because, right, they wanted, um, they wanted part of that funding was for the maintenance. So, yeah. like, the salaries to pay people to work is already in there. Dump your food in fucking compost cans. Somebody compost it. Fresh new soil for the community garden. Fresh food for the homeless niggas to eat. Bingity bang boom blam. Everybody's fucking winning. <laughs> nah, William doesn't make any sense. He doesn't have any degrees. He doesn't know shit. See, the wild part about that, though, is because I think I told you, like, you told me about this story, but you had to tell me, like, three times before, um, like, it clicked with me. <laughs> because I had just gotten done watching a documentary. I forgot the name of it. But it was about uh, climate change. And Woody Harrelson was uh, narrating it but um one of the cities they talked about going green was (laughs) this city and they were talking about how amazing their composting plan already is and how much soil it produces and how green and eco-friendly and how like they charge you if you use too much garbage and don't use your composting and recycling bins and all this and that and so like I just got done watching that like oh they're so like they're being so progressive and like you know going in the right direction and then you told me this and I was like wait what Hey. Come on, man. Hey, what are you going to do? So, yeah, they literally do have their dirt because they have a composting program, and they still won't fucking feed homeless people. All right. And now the folks over at um, at foxnews.com slash lifestyle, uh, they essentially, 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 <laughs> essentially mimicked uh, CBS's shit, right? Okay. They straight copied it. Um 
and then just added a little bit of commentary and then they literally linked you to kpix5 so you can hear that nigga start out <laughs> with that headline twenty thousand dollar garbage can yeah, yeah tell the whole damn story yeah i'm, I'm you know now that the, the whole story is out there i'm way less concerned about the twenty thousand dollar garbage can and more concerned that this is once again making it more difficult for people who are struggling to even get to literally get scraps you're yeah. literally making it harder for hungry people to get scraps of food. Hey, look, this garbage is a little too good for you. All right. Much too good for children. All right. Hey, this is fancy <laughs> garbage. <laughs> yes. All just right. Awful. So, taking a little bit from uh, ABC7. Yes. <clears throat> All right, so the Department of Public Works estimates the cost to manufacture the prototypes between 12000 and 20000 That was missing from the first three. It was. Folks, I say please read a minimum of five articles. It's that fucking uh, Russian domestic violence story all over again. Yes. Then we oh, had we had to use three to cover it. We, we used three to cover it, but I ended up reading more than three. <laughs> But we covered three in our in the in the podcast. I, I think we read ten altogether. I think yeah, I it was like a six. lot. It was a lot. Yeah, and literally, and, and you know what? Fucking right wing watch was one of the articles. I remember <laughs> yes, that shit. Yes, Rightwingwatch.org had one of them. Oh God! Right. So that t- so now that window was missing. Mm-hmm. That window was also missing from the screenshot going around. Yeah. That gummit. All right, so that's what I found interesting from ABC7, right? And, and again, the rest of the article, almost pretty much the goddamn same, mm-hmm. but that's why you have to read the whole fucking articles, please, before you leave an uninformed comment. Right. All right? And so now the folks over here at um, SFist, right, San Franciscoist, I guess is what they're going for, or is it San Francisco Fist? I don't know. S-Fist? All right, but um, <clears throat> they also have their article up, and uh, this looks interesting to me from here toward the end of the article. We're going to kind of start from the middle and head toward the end. It's a very short article. Mm-hmm. So Public Works also wants the cans to be equipped with sensors that tell recology workers when a can needs to be emptied. Now, folks looking at the video may have noticed that I put on my little bump cap I is be done worked with machines with sensors. (laughs) I worked with machines with sensors that have to deal with fucking food debris. Machines with sensors with food debris fuck up horrifically. Mm -hmm. Food debris gets in front of sensors quickly. And if San Francisco is as busy of a city as I know it to be, to my understanding, in the 90s, um... I think San Francisco, what was it? Uh, It was like Los Angeles is the most populated city Mm -hmm. and San Francisco was the most developed city. Right. And Seattle was right behind it with most developed. So I fancy there's a lot of footwork. Mm -hmm. I fancy there's a lot of people working, a lot of heavy hour shifts in the tech industry. Right. And they're probably eating out a lot and dropping a lot of food in garbage cans. Mm Mm-hmm. The sensors are not going to work well. I don't even understand the purpose of having the sensors because are they just, are they not on a schedule? Because like everywhere I've lived, the trash has always been like every Monday they pick up the trash or, you know, whatever the day is. 
But if there's sensors, that implies they're not going to be on a set schedule because who's just going to come pick it up every time it's empty? That seems like a lot of, uh, you, like, you, workers. Is, is it getting to you yet? Are you getting there yet? Am I getting where yet? It means you get to keep the workers on call. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. It's just cheaper for the business. Hmm. Yeah. They're just on call now. They're just on call now. Yeah. Hey, it needs to be empty. Yes, 2 a.m. It's your fucking job. You don't show up, you're fucking fired. So the workers get no peace and the homeless people don't eat. Hey, we'll hire someone else at a lower wage. You want that? And someone rich is enjoying their slim silhouette can. Fun stuff. Uh, public Works spokesperson Beth... Oh, okay. Public, spokes, uh, public Works spokesperson Beth Rubenstein, as it were... And uh, let me make sure that I do my part. Yes, queen. Go off, girl boss. Pussy hat slay. Uh, she tells the Chronicle, quote, There's no off-the-shelf model that solves our problems. End quote. Uh, the supervisors have long hated the green bins. Uh, yes. Oh, that's just interesting. Like, it says problems, but, like, the homeless people are the problem, right? Yeah. Like, just... Say that though, but like say it, say it with your chest. But there's well, there's nothing off the shelf. There's let, nothing let off the shelf. Yeah, mean we, enough to fuck need, with the homeless people here. We okay. need twelve thousand to twenty thousand dollar prototypes, and then potentially um three to four thousand per sale. Right. So uh, the supervisors have long hated the green bins from the nineties that cost one thousand two hundred per bin, and they said officials complained that they are easily broken and too easily scavenged from. Uh huh. Uh huh. Which leads to more trash on the street. Um, as we noted last week, uh, there was potentially corrupt. A- there was a uh, some potentially corrupt aspect to the ongoing use of the green bins. With a uh, Nuru publicly denouncing the big belly trash cans that are now all over the tenderloin, and a vendor for the old bins was connected to a family member of of disgraced former city contractor Walter Wong. Oh, good. Nuru had approved. $5.2 million, a $5.2 million contract for the vendor, right? So there was corruption. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're trying to take shit away from the homeless people, but we don't do corruption here in capitalist San Francisco. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. Uh, the ICI created a group of prototype cans, all with lockable doors and chutes for bottles and cans that can't easily be reached into. And um, and the list of finalists was whittled down to three with help from San, but from the San Francisco Arts Commission. Nice. Hey. So that's why we have an arts commission. Okay. Yes, ma'am. That's what it, that's what art is about. That is what it's about. All right. Mm-hmm. And we are in the uh, last paragraph plus two sentences. Um, as for the price tag uh, for the new prototypes, uh, $12,000 may sound high, but a former vice president at Apple, <laughs> who founded the design lab at UC San Diego, uh, Don Norman, he tells the Chronicle that, quote, it sounds reasonable, end quote, given sure. that each prototype will likely need to be handmade. Now, right? We could just give homeless people housing and food. Yeah, but we have to pay artists for their art. Oh, so now Phoenix Kalita was against paying artists for their art. Yes. So you didn't turn to artists during quarantine? No. You're not living up to the meme, lefty. No, no, I'm not. So much for the artistic left. The next sentence starts out fun. (laughs) 
a $2,000 per can. Wait, hey, whoa, hey, how, wait, how does that sentence start? Hmm. A $2,000 per can cost uh, once they are mass produced also seems reasonable with the city of Oakland currently paying around that for its streets trash cans. $800 up, but also one to $2,000 down from the four previous articles. Right. Folks, please read a five <laughs> article minimum before you fart out a comment through your funky fingertips. Thanks, that's my band name now. <laughs> Put a tag group on it. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so, off to uh, what the which one is this? Uh, Fox Two KTVU. Oh. All right. So KTVU News. Oh, okay. Yes, ma'am. Oh, but, did you see something? Oh well, just because this is back to the twenty thousand price, but that makes sense because it's Fox and it's San Francisco's. So, those fucking liberals. That's those communists. Right. This is what they care about. So now we're back to it, swinging back and around. Swinging and backing around. I speak goodly. Uh, city <laughs> officials said the high cost of the prototypes do not reflect the actual expected cost of the replacement cans. Public Works is hoping to replace more than 3,000 trash cans for about 3,000 to 4,000 apiece. God damn it, it changed again. Mm-hmm. So maybe the real discussion in the comments section is why the fuck are so many outlets covering it differently? And maybe we should be trying to find the damn source. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, really does sort of speak to, like, that um, type of, like, o- like lack of oversight and accountability. Right? Because, like, sometimes you'll just see an article and be like, this, you know, whatever department of a city or a county lost $3 million. And you're like, how the fuck did that happen? Shit like this. <laughs> it's $1,000. It's $20,000. Who knows? Right? Because if it's $2,000 or $20,000... If you have 10 cans, the amount you've spent is going to be drastically different if it's 2,000 or 20,000, right? And it's even better because when you go to the um, the San Francisco Public Works.org trash can design official fucking webpage, mm-hmm. no prices at all. Good, good. No fucking where. <laughs> it is snazzy. And you don't have to look that far to find it. But you do find something interesting when they introduce the um, the types of uh, cans. Hmm. Oh, there's good stuff. So let's take a look. Salt and pepper. Let's see the big sell on salt and pepper without the price. Just what you might like about it. Okay. Right? The one that looks like a salt and pepper shaker. Mm-hmm. It's a unique and elegant profile, stands out from afar. The silhouette provides two separate refuse areas with one space for cans and bottles and the other for litter. Steel fins welded to ribs give salt and pepper a durable frame as well as providing visibility into the can for security and deterrence to graffiti. The snorkel-like opening on the litter portion makes it difficult to rummage in the can and grab discarded trash. Okay, so the selling point is it hurts homeless people. Well, and graffiti. And graffiti. You don't want street art. You only want garbage art. (laughs) So, like, the modern art movement? Inadvertent jokes? Uh, Yes, the modern art. what, What did he say to Private Pile? You look like a modern art masterpiece. <laughs> um, 
The slim silhouette, number two of three. Mm -hmm. The slim silhouette side profile allows more sidewalk space for pedestrians while still allowing ample room to discard trash and recyclables. The single-sided access to the chute shaped, you can't make me laugh. The single-sided access and the chute shaped trash opening makes rummaging more difficult. The stainless steel pipe construction offers an easy to clean surface and less space for graffiti tags. So this one can look even prettier with no graffiti, more sidewalk space for homeless and homed people to uh -huh. walk by. Yes. But also, you bet not put your little trash picking homeless hands in there, boy. Is the um the screen share still on? I know it's not. Okay, it's just funny to me because in the picture that they are using for this one to talk about the slim silhouette is one of those like big, I don't know, what is it, like concrete or cement balls or whatever that like they have in front of the Target stores, like right next to it. So they're bragging about like how much like space it's saving, but meanwhile there's like this just big ass rock right next to it on that the sidewalk. Do like, things. <laughs> it doesn't. You're, you're saving space for so you're saving space for rocks and making it harder for homeless people to put a hand in a garbage can. And then also, doesn't that fuck with homeless people's money, too? Because don't a lot of homeless people be, like, taking bottles and shit to take them to the recycling things and get some change and shit, too? Like, it's not even just food, right? <clears throat> so you're fucking with homeless people's money, you're fucking with poor people's food, and you're bragging about making space while doing it, and you're the space you're making is for fucking rocks. All right, I get it. All right, so Venus Kalita is more interested in the third prototype. Uh-huh. The soft square. So oh, I know, yeah, because okay. like, if Michael Wright was in the comments section, he'd be like, you know what, light skin, you want something soft. <laughs> so, the soft square can't make me laugh. <laughs> the soft square offers a recognizable trash can silhouette uh, with a modern aesthetic designed as a kit of parts. Uh, soft square is comprised of four curved panels, an adjustable base, and a domed top. Separate openings for trash and recyclable bottles and cans are located behind the hopper door. The stainless steel construction can be customized with different perforation patterns. See, they're not even trying to stop nobody that ain't got no no housing from messing with this here one. Really? What's it say on that caption next to the hole? On the caption? Well, it, it, all right, so let me let me bring back screen share. And, mm -hmm. and even though I'm bringing up screen share, but you might not be able to see the text but because it is super small. But I'll read it to you because don't tell them I know how to read. Uh, <laughs> they have a city seal, right? And that's... um. The one at the top pointing to a little hole, so so it's branded as Sacramento, that Sacramento, San Francisco, which yeah. is very important. Very important. All right, it has an opening on the backside for extracting cans and bottles. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. and it has a lock. Mm -hmm. That's important. Mm -hmm. It has a foot pedal that serves as a primary opening touch point. Okay. With a with a handle as a backup. Uh huh. It has a um, intentional panel gap that integrates components like the handle and the pedal. All right. Mm -hmm. And it has four identical side panels with minor modifications uh, for the lock, can, bottle opening, and city emblem. Okay. See, so that has nothing except for the lock to tell you that it stops homeless folks. It even has the word extracting. Uh huh. All right. Even though that hole does not look like you and it can extract it with your hand? No, it does not. Okay. 
but it is for extracting. It's for extracting. They said it is. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Now, I don't know what you don't like about that one. What do, what do you hate about the soft square? Oh, the same thing I hated about the first two. They're designed oh. to fuck with poor people. Homeless people are not poor. They're poorer than poor. They're homeless. They're rich in spirit. Kind of. I don't see a lot of spirit in them when I see I, them around. I now. don't see a lot of. I would not have spirit if I was homeless. Lack of spirit fingers. <laughs> all right, just Jack. But yeah, so it it is a ill story. Um, and apparently, um, because Hotep Mike said, uh, I thought I got this from y'all, <laughs> and I looked, and apparently the story did start in 2018, and we're just finally getting updates. So most likely he did got it from y'all. Yeah, probably. Except we probably covered it when we were still in that fucking 900 square foot apartment. Yes. And drinking a bottle of brandy a night to cope with it. <laughs> <laughs> so we just didn't remember that we covered it. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah. Because, yeah. And like, as I was reading it, I was like, oh, fuck, I do remember this. Mm-hmm. And I do remember like clicking and being like, where's the updates? And then yeah. as it tends to go, you just fucking realize it's waiting game time yeah i actually don't remember this one because i feel like we cover so much stuff um about like architecture fucking with poor people and homeless people like i'm just, like yeah we probably did because <laughs> we've done that a lot but yeah all right so uh before i dance it forward to um uh the the, the white man that is the hero to all that is negro <laughs> and um <clears throat> And then my man over here, uh, Josh Mandel, do you want to tap into anything? Did you have anything cute? Or you were like, folks been know about this, damn it. Oh, I think the only thing, the major thing I had was uh, uh, Layla, Lila, whatever the ah, fuck her name right. is. Okay, she's pretty um, hippie. All right, you want to do a refresher of who she is? I can. Wait, I just want to see if I had... Oh, uh, I guess just worth mentioning... Um, that be careful if you're in Texas. There is a website. It's called ProLifeWhistleblower.com. And it's basically just an anonymous website. And you can send in anonymous tips. If you camp outside of an abortion, like a Planned Parenthood, and you see a woman going in, you can just take her picture and upload her personal information to this website. And it's kind of fucking terrifying. Now, you know... I know Kyle Kalinske got some money. I know people, I think this is called pocket watching and hating right now. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure Kyle Kalinske is pulling in some money. Oh, well, oh, if we're talking about money, we have to talk about, um, what, what is this, uh, Hassan? Is that Chank's cousin or nephew or something? Uh, no, I don't know. Oh, okay. What, oh, what, what up? Oh, he just bought a house, but it was like a $3 million house and he's like, and people are not happy about it. I didn't mean, he, he worked. I mean, he does, like, Twitch and podcasting and stuff. Nice. And he lives in Hollywood, so. Work harder than me. Mm. Work always worked harder than me. But, right, like, I know they're bringing in some funding. Yes. Right? Like, crystal ball, like, they're all linked up. Like, the crystal balls, the, yeah, the Chank Ungers, mm-hmm. and apparently his extended family, the Anarm Experience, you know, yeah. all, I'm sure Chappie Trap House. Oh, fuck yeah. They're yeah. all they're all millionaires. Oh, yeah, the Chappie Trappers. like <laughs> Including Virgil. <laughs> yeah, like, org up. Org up and hire motherfuckers to go and do this shit right back to the right-wingers. Yep. Like, I'll take the job, and again, I'll take the ground-level pay. Throw me, what, 50K a year? Yep. Yeah, throw me the ground-level shit. Pay me $50,000 a year, and I will go post up there, and I'll take pictures of them. Which means also... 
um, because I know can't none of y'all niggas catch a fade, I'm taking the physical risk of confronting right-wingers face-to-face, mm-hmm. which is, quite frankly, a risk to take. It is, yeah. But, I mean, you know, y'all salad-eating city boys should do your thing. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm a steak-eating worker, and I do my thing. Yeah. So, if I can hire me to confront right-wingers right to their fucking face, like, they want to do this shit, do it right back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm looking at this website um, where you can, like, anonymously report. They ask if you want to get involved in, like, part of their volunteer questions, uh, aside from your personal information, is uh, have you ever been elected to public office? How involved are you in the pro-life movement? Are you a sidewalk counselor? Do you pray outside abortion facilities? Do you volunteer at a pregnancy center? Or other, are you involved in any pro-life organizations? Which, how are you interested in enforcing the Texas Heartbeat Act? Is there an abortion provider currently in your city? This is the type of data that they're gathering for people who want to volunteer. If you want to send an anonymous tip, they actually have a, you can choose files to drag and drop. You can put people's photos in there, explain how you think the law has been violated, and how you obtain the evidence, what clinic or doctor this evidence specifically pertains to, as well as this uh, city, state, and zip code. Now, one thing you could do is just um, take pictures of actual right-wingers mm-hmm. and just put them on there. Uh, yesterday, yesterday, people were uploading um, goatsy. Also, people are trolling it. Yeah. All right, but like you see how serious the right wing is. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, for sure. And that's actually how I found it is because people were like making jokes about trolling it because I thought they were kidding, but then I was like, oh wait, no, this is actually a real website and they're actually, um, you know, like collecting people's data and the, you know the right wingers, the fucking um, the forced birth movement has been about this shit for a really long time. You know, I mean, even going back to like the eighties and the nineties and shit. We remember when they used to bomb abortion clinics and like when they killed Tiller and. You know, I think we covered a website that uh, had someone who was um, just, like, outside of Planned Parenthood, and they were taking pictures of, like, all the staff members' like license plates and shit and posting them online and posting people's pictures. Like, this shit is fucking terrifying. And I know, like, on the one hand, because they're so fucking worked up about it, it's like, oh, you know, they're just... They're just being fucking goofy weirdos, and it's funny, and, like, I get that. But they're also very dedicated weirdos who are fine with murdering people to get what they want. So keep that in mind. Yeah, well, they're doing the the Lord's work, right? Mm -hmm. Like, headlines like these. Joe Rogan exposes cancel culture. Anti-cancel culture letter signed by Chomsky sparks backlash. Bernie's surprising take on cancel culture. Confused Derek Trunk slams cancel culture. Cancel culture is America's number one issue. This is... So, I mean... What are you... That's what lefties like Kyle Kalinske are covering. Oh my god, is that his titles? Those are some of his real titles. Oh... These these are the big issues. Thought you were actually doing a bit. Holy shit. Those are like the real shits. I was like, are you introducing a new dude bro character? Like, what are you doing? No, no, like, clearly that's not all a motherfucker covers, right? These niggas have thousands of videos up. But, like, they're obsessed with silly shit. Yeah. Yeah, like, they really are just an entertainment sphere. Yeah. That's why I was mentioning the Hassan thing, because the... (laughs) I'm going to be mad about this forever, and y'all are just going to have to fucking work around that. Because um, the left really did fuck up with this one. But, like, while this shit was going on uh, with the dude buying a house, meanwhile, this was when the, um, the, um, the fucking shit came down with OnlyFans. So my entire timeline that day was nothing but sex workers who were saying shit like, 
I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills. I feel suicidal. And then a bunch of online leftists who are like, look at how expensive this guy's house is. And I was like, one of these things is a priority to me right now. <laughs> Only one. Only one. And like, same shit today. Fucking Beyonce wore some diamond or something. And she's like the second black person to wear it for a photo shoot or something. I don't know. Wow. Don't, that's That was also trending today, and I was like, okay, well, I'm glad we're back on our priorities, y'all. Oh, shit. What? I was wondering what that noise was. My goddamn dry erase board done slipped and falled. Oh. Halfway down. Of course it would fall halfway down. Of Everything about would. my life is half-assed. <laughs> of course uh, it would. Tally Loco um, ran into uh, Facebook's glitchy shit and got a notification that we were live that looks like 70 million years 70 million <laughs> years after the fact that's I'm trying to fun. read that number it's like trying to download a file from the dial-up days yeah so what you uh, <laughs> may have missed uh we started out with um doctors um that just got to stepping they got the hell up out of there um <clears throat> and then we uh we took a look at this what the hell is that noise you hear that boop 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 no. That's weird. That's a weird noise. All right, but uh, <laughs> you hear it? Oh, the one right now. That's your chair. That one? Nah, it was an electronic noise. It sounded like a robot. Oh, I did not hear that. Yeah, that was weird. All right, but fucking um, and then we got into uh something where I saw a screenshot that the homie Hotep Mike shared. I should refresh people on who Hotep Mike is because that nickname is probably very misleading. <laughs> no. uh, Hotep Mike is a white person mm-hmm. but their last name is kingery mm-hmm. and i just see king and it amuses me so i've been calling <laughs> this person a hotep mike for like half a decade and every once in a while i like to just re- remind people that i am talking about a white person who's not actually a hotep yes not at all <laughs> no not a, a, a fucking a, a, a white person that is progressive not a white progressive tm right all right and um and Hotep Mike had shared this uh this screenshot that you may have seen going around on your news feeds and whatnot of uh it, where it's a news article headline saying that San Francisco is going to be spending twenty thousand dollars per trash can, mm-hmm. and we went through six articles and the actual dot org to get down to the fact that they're interested. And putting up a little over five hundred thousand dollars toward, uh, <clears throat> and that's out of an eight hundred thousand dollar budget, towards spending twelve to twenty thousand that window on prototypes for garbage cans that are estimated at the um, at the liberal end. And I mean liberal numerically at the liberal end three thousand to four thousand. And at the conservative end, 2000 per can once in mass production with the idea of selling their prototypes to other large cities in the U.S. and across the world, including Sydney, Australia. And that when you go to the actual .org website, they don't talk about the prices at all. They just brag about how you can keep graffiti off them and not let homeless people eat your garbage. Mm-hmm. Is, or recycle it. Or recycle. But also San Francisco composting. Come on. Woo. Big time. All right. And so, since you did not. Oh, wait. You had. um. Milo. 
Uh, Lila, homegirl Lila, you want to yes. get it cranking? Okay, sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, so, sure. Yeah, okay, sure. Why not? That's fine. Yeah, Lila, it's just fucking. I hate. I hate her so much as a person. I will. I will be so fucking happy when she dies. Jesus Christ. Um, which I don't actually say that about a lot of people. But this is one where I will be fucking happy when she dies. She's a fucking menace. She's a terrorist. Um, so she is a white woman who is basically um, like a right-wing type grifter. And she used to work with uh, Exodus Cry, um, which is allegedly an anti-trafficking organization, but it's one of those like super um, conservative, evangelical, creepy Christian ones where they just don't want people having sex outside of whenever Jesus says it's okay. Ah. So they're also very uh, homophobic. They're also anti-trans, right? Where they're like, trans women are just, you know, men in dresses trying to force themselves on little girls in bathrooms, you know, that type of shit. Yeah. Um, very homophobic that like being gay is unnatural that it's a sin against god right and then the guy who runs this organization exodus cry actually um described himself as a dominionist christian which if you know anything about ah. dominionism and christianity you should be fucking terrified <laughs> by that you really fucking should and like in the like the the, the the uneducated person's description of that is they think that they should literally run the fucking planet. Yeah, like, yeah, so basically Christian dominionism is the idea that God created men in particular, and when I say men, I mean white men in particular to be uh, his, basically, uh, to run the earth because that is a privilege he gave them for being made in his image. And so this is when you get into, like, you know, if you watch The Handmaid's Tale, like, that Gilead shit, or really any sort of, um, like, old-school patriarchal shit, right? Everything has to be run by the husband. You can't have sex outside of marriage. Um, being gay is illegal. Sex work is illegal. Um, you know, all you know, you can't come out as trans, all that type of shit. So they just want, basically, you know, when people say, like, the American Taliban, that type of shit, they actually want a fucking theocracy. Ban abortion, of course. Um, ban birth control, Right. And so, like, that's the goal of this organization. And what they do, as conservatives tend to do, is fucking lie. And what they've been doing is framing everything as anti-trafficking. And they're saying, no, 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 we just want to stop trafficking. We just want to stop sex trafficking. All these, you know, like, little girls are being kidnapped and sex trafficked, and that's horrible, and we have to stop it. And, of course, you know, someone hears that, and they want to help. So they buy into the propaganda from Exodus Cry and don't know that basically all their stats are made up. It's a bunch of Christians who are actually trying to eradicate eradicate sex work and porn not act they don't actually care about trafficking victims okay yeah. they're still putting their fucking kids in these churches with these fucking pedophiles ain't they um and so like that's what's going on there and this has been a movement it's gone on for a really long time like these are the folks that went after Backpage. you know we've talked about that a lot who helped push uh sesta fosta um eliminating the adult section from craigslist eliminating red book and now they got the only fans thing where now you can't have uh sexually explicit content whatever the fuck that means on only fans and so this is uh all changes that they're pushing for and bragging about and they keep seeing it's to protect children from trafficking but of course none of these measures stop trafficking they actually increase trafficking mm. every single time um but conservatives don't care right it's like it's like when you say you ban abortion okay so people will still have abortions they just won't be safe like that's all that means it's the same thing with um you know sex work essentially so that's who lila used to work for now she's kind of out on her own and she's still a fucking piece of shit and what, like two days ago now, she, for some inexplicable reason, decided to post child porn on her Twitter account. 
And so apparently what she does is she finds clips that have um, were uploaded non-consensually to places like Pornhub and then downloads them, saves them. And then after their um, uh, after the after like Pornhub deletes the clips, she keeps them and reposts them with um, like links for uh, like fundraising and shit like that. And so she posted a clip. And it was an autoplay clip, and um, if the background is correct of this clip, it shows a young Asian teenager, so this is non-consensual. The person was not um, at the age where they're old enough to even consent, uh, and they were being physically assaulted, like hit, drug around by their hair, and eventually raped. Um, and Lila just like put this clip up there, like it was fine, and this is who she is, and this is what this movement is. And so now, of course... Um, I've known about Exodus Cry, I've known about Lila, I've talked about them before on the show, I talked about them on Swapcast, but now that they posted this clip and have said nothing about it, there's been not even an apology, people have started doing a deep dive into Lila, and we found out a few things about her. Um, one, do we want to do this? The the I'm just, uh, oh, it, there's no yeah. audio, I'm oh, running okay. B-roll while you talk. Okay, so one of the things we learned is that she was actually on Pimp My Ride, yeah. So if you're watching the video, that's her. Uh, this is when she was, I think, 23 or 25, she said. Uh, 23. Like yeah. And so she was actually on Pimp My Ride with this raggedy ass minivan and um, got it. Yeah. Got on the show and got her shit fixed up, which is interesting because, you know, she's a Christian taking handouts. Weird. Weird. Mm. But, um, so that's what's going on with her. And then, you know, we found out some other stuff, too, such as the fact that um, she still works with Eliza Blue and talks to Eliza Blue, who um, I don't know if folks are familiar with Eliza Blue. She's um, the daughter of like a Republican lobbyist. So she's also one of those weirdo, creepy Christians, but she's more so a grifter than a true believer. And she actually has come out and said repeatedly that she thinks Alex Jones is a responsible journalist and covers sex trafficking accurately. But it's worth noting, we've covered Alex Jones on our show. And I distinctly remember we covered um, a segment where Alex Jones was basically saying that uh, liberals, which means anybody left of center in any capacity, that liberal women actually want to be kidnapped and raped by black and brown Muslim men. They want to be beaten by jihadis because it proves how woke they are and that some women just want to be made into sex trafficking victims. These chicks are in there doing TikTok dances. Right. And so Eliza, who's supposed to be a trafficking, uh, uh, an advocate for victims of sex trafficking, is bolstering guy who already Alex Jones is out there with all his other goofy shit that he's on. Right. But he straight up said that some people want to be trafficked. Um, they want to be raped. They want to be beaten. And this is the guy Eliza is just trying to get on his show to talk about sex trafficking with. And Lila is friends with Eliza. Willy nilly so, nonsense. It's a fun game of like six degrees of separation with these folks. Right? right? Yeah. Yeah. And then. You learned more. I learned more. I keep learning more. Uh, I learned that apparently there was someone named Serena who was um, trafficked and uh, they had like someone non-consensually filmed the video of them and it was uploaded to Pornhub. Lila did a fundraiser for them and raised $99,000. <laughs> 99 niggas. Yeah. Uh, and raised $99,000 and then didn't give it to her. 
It what? went to the. She had to pimp another ride. She had to pimp another ride. It went to the Rebecca, uh, Rebecca Bender Initiative, which is a U.S. organization ass, uh, assisting survivors of commercial exploitation. But guess who sits on the board of Exodus Cry? Uh, Julie Bendel. Rebecca Bender. Oh, Jesus. So she sits on the board of Exodus Cry. Exodus Cry did the fundraiser, and Rebecca took the money. Well, that's a bender of a bindle, I it's tell you what. It's a bender of a bindle. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's Ma- Megan Murphy's new album. <laughs> it's a bender of a bindle, buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, um... Yeah, so that's what's going on there. And then there was one other one. Where the fuck did it go? Where the fuck did it go? Where the fuck did it go? Um, Yeah, one more thing about Eliza. I know, like, there's a lot happening. I'm going to have to make, like, I'm going to end up being one of those people that has, like, the, um, you know, like, they do in, like, the detective shows where it's got, like, all the strings to all the shit. Ah. Nah, you're not going to end up like that. You're going to end up a whole other way. (laughs) My proctologist is never going to believe I didn't do this to myself. (laughs) You might not. Um, And so also worth noting that there is a 20, uh, at the time, a 27-year-old woman named Felicia Killings. Yeah, good uh, name, good name. (laughs) um, Who uh, actually is close to Eliza and has donated money to Eliza. And retweets Eliza all the time. Would you like to know why I know the name Felicia Killings? Man, I don't know. that. The name is killing me. The nigga. name is killing you. But keep in mind, she's affiliated with Exodus Cry. and Have they stalked uh, you? No. Okay. And Alex Jones and Lila and Eliza. Yeah, These people are all in a circle together. So keep in mind, Alex Jones says women want to be raped. Uh, um... Lila post uh, child porn. What do you think Eliza's friend Felicia did? Oh Jesus fucking Christ! Uh, Nothing. I'm not doing the guessing on this one. She gave a confession to Vallejo police after an arrest, stating that she began a a sexual relationship with a 16 year old male student. She raped a child. So you have, these are the anti-trafficking people. This is the fucking anti-trafficking movement. Lila, who posts child porn. Can you do first and last name? Lila McElwait. Yes. Who does, who posted child porn, who uh, signal boosts Eliza Blue, who's getting funded by Felicia Killings, who rapes children. And Eliza Blue is trying to get on Alex Jones' show to talk about human trafficking from a, even though Alex Jones has said women just bitches just love rape, he didn't say bitches. He said women. He said yeah, liberal. It, it women. was uh, it was Benjamin Kyle Harbor of the University of Central Florida Who's that said the first sentence you yes. said, um, but not verbatim. He actually said, um, and I'm using the B word because it is a verbatim quote. Uh, bitches fucking love that shit, bro. Yeah. All right. But yeah, so that's what's going on. And it seems the more and more that comes out about these anti-trafficking people, why do y'all have child porn? Why are y'all watching child porn? Why are y'all storing child porn? Why are y'all telling people that some people just want to be raped and beaten? Why are y'all fucking with somebody who actually got convicted of raping a child? She was 27. He was 16. I'm not going to let that slide because the gender rules are reversed. That shit's still disgusting. And she was his teacher. Position of authority. I don't like it. So we have a child rapist, a child porn watcher, and a some women just want to get raped. This is your anti-trafficking movement. And then we pass it over to me. And we pass it over to you. So what I found interesting about this McZibit 
ride pimping episode. Yes. Because this whole anti-trafficking thing is, for the most part, a monetized online grift uh, that's uh, delved into by sociopathers who are just trying to get an income on the internet with no ethics behind it. Yep. And it's interesting how this this ride pimping video starts out. Let's see how much of a decibel change I'm going to have to go through. (laughs) Right? Yeah, that's the fun part. All right, folks with the podcast audio, you know how it goes. Folks looking at the video, you know how it goes. That's right. I bought that for a dollar. My mom. So first off, she bought the van for a dollar. Okay, good. All right, which... And, like, if you look at... You can kind of smell the class privilege on someone. Oh, fuck yeah. And it's like, yeah, you you bought it for a dollar, but from who? Right? Like, did the, that sentence is disgustingly decontextualized. Right. Right? Because, like, did you get it from a dollar from a family member? From a church member? Because when you say for a dollar, a car for a dollar should be rusted out with five beehives in it that and all the bees wear red and blue rags and there's like (laughs) AKs in the trunk right and it does not run because it's not even a car right right bought it for a dollar my ass yeah someone gave it to you and you gave them a dollar because that's how your class privileged white christian family taught you responsibility Mm -hmm. the fuck out of here exactly yeah that yeah i thought that from the start that this is just some family member's old van and she just got it when they upgraded honestly yeah yes and i do need to be uh watching those decibels let me see borrowed the van and she ran into a light pole as you can see right here thanks mom my light fell off when i backed into a wall thank goodness for duct tape (laughs) bad driving could be genetic (laughs) my window all right so her mother crashed the van uh Mm -hmm. she fucked it up they have Mm -hmm. duct tape on it which is also like her laughing about bad driving like do you know how fucking pissed i would be if that was my car I would not be laughing about shit. Doesn't matter when you're just getting whole cars for dollars. Like, right. If it, and, and, and like the big problem is there's duct tape and it's held together by a rope. For a dollar, I will take the shit out of that. Oh, for a dollar, me? yeah. That is, t- and it's a van. You know how many gro- how many <laughs> groceries? How much groceries and how many groceries I could pack into a van? Yeah. Shit. But yeah, I would be yeah, I would be so mad. Which it, yeah, it really does just indicate a lack of responsibility and a lot of class privilege to me because that type of thing looks like it's gonna fall apart. That type of thing, you can get pulled over driving that because it just looks unsafe. But then also, are you safe if you get pulled over? Exactly. Like, I would have a very different reaction if this was my car (laughs) than she clearly needs to have. She's fine. Yeah. I wouldn't be. Let's see where else it goes. I gave it, I ran it back a little bit to give it a breather start. That's right. I bought that for a dollar. My mom borrowed the van and she ran into a light pole. As you can see right here. Thanks, Mom. My light fell off when I backed into a wall. Thank goodness for duct tape. (laughs) Bad driving could be genetic. (laughs) My window popped out and it won't shut. So I kind of tape it shut as like an alarm system. So if I see the tape off, I know that somebody's probably in the back of my van waiting to kill me. I would say the worst thing about my van is the door falling off. Willy nilly nonsense. To try to hold it on, but it's not really that secure. There, did it. Is it sticky inside still? 
Lila's van is horrible. All right, so of course they, they bring in just the embarrassing black male friend. Yeah. I, I can't even look at Jerome, <laughs> all right? God damn it. Is it sticky inside still? Ugh. Lila's van is horrible. Ugh. It's just unsafe. The car is just incredibly unsafe. I started an online business. Uh- she started an online business. Mm-hmm. This is, and, and Pimp My Ride, that was like 2004 to 2006 or seven or so. Yeah. I, di- I didn't watch the program. I don't, I don't cars. Right. Like, my mechanics is industrial machinery, not, not the car thing. <laughs> um, where I was selling um, designer jeans and jewelry that I make. Selling designer jeans and jewelry that I make. Mm-hmm. A business she totally made from her bootstrap. Kind of like how I started this podcast for free and then when i first made 50 bucks i was like i can add that to an overtime check and get higher quality phones to call in with yes yeah i'm sure she started exactly like that she did but unfortunately i became the victim of internet fraud and i lost a lot of money damn the victim of internet fraud the person that keeps child porn posts child porn and sends child porn to victims of child rape it's it, well, damn! Internet fraud just done got at her. I did. Oh, I forgot to mention that part too. Thank you for mentioning that about the sending the child porn to people. Uh, yes. As this saga is going on, and this is how we know that she has a bunch more child porn actually um, stored on her stuff somewhere, is that uh, she in her org when she was working with Exodus Cry, there were some uh, victims of sex trafficking who went to her for help, and apparently what she would do is find videos of someone being raped and just text it to them without warning and be like, hey, do you know this person who's like being assaulted or being trafficked in this video? Like, no concern for the fucking... Uh, like mental well-being and stress and health of the people she's sending this to like someone who like because one of the people she sent it to was 14 when they got like gang raped and that shit got uploaded to Pornhub and you're just gonna fucking send them another teenage person like being raped and being like hey can you identify them for me there's something fucking wrong with you you're something fucking wrong with you oh yeah I just kind of want to just kind of want to beat the shit out of people yeah yeah I would like to so I mean, hell, she and I, you know what? She's like a year older than me. It's okay. Oh, don't worry. Her fans are going to come protect her. Dude, the men who support her, like, love threatening rape and violence against anyone who disagrees with her. A little weird. All right. I have a quick twitch muscle, so you have to come catch me before I catch up and I attack someone. My van is holding me back. All right. So, yeah, she doesn't talk anymore about her internet business, but... That little bit of context, mm-hmm. very fun, very interesting that she's essentially since the age of 23 or earlier has been trying to grift something online so that she can just get an internet check. Yep. That and, now is, she, and now she has one. And uh, to the comment section, Tally Loco is uh, telling us, um, quote, uh, she looks as white and lost as I'd expect complete with a black friend on pimp my ride collect the whole set and throw it into a fiery trash bin yes wine cellar media there is not another program like this it's really not and i guess we go, we're gonna stay on this motherfucker so uh i mean th- this is one of those stay tuned yeah we're flexy yeah all right 
And don't worry, folks, I'm going to neglect my household and my house chores to do more podcasts. Yes. That's and I am going to podcast more. I know. I've been, I know, I know, I've been slacking. I know, it's y'all. Fucking I'm trying embarrassing. To, man, I'm trying to get my mental health together, but we are, we are back on the upswing. We're back. We're back. <laughs> just, man, it's fucking. Kinda. Kinda. <laughs> gonna make it. I gotta fuck, right? I gotta, I have a laundry full of four big, grown, funky ass people. I have laundry for four. Big, funky ass people. Yes. All right. And a three square foot washing machine and a 3.5 square foot dryer. It's not working. It's real. It's real in the field. (laughs) All right. And um, over here, this should be quick. It should be fast. Mm -hmm. All right. So this is a 63 uh, second clip. That um, white feminists are sharing and uh, very excited about. They really like this clip. They think that this white man is a good white man that you colored folk ought to be McPreciating. All right. Because I don't know if you knew, but uh, white women were not racist and belligerent until the word Karen trended on the Internet. Absolutely. That is a brand new thing. Mm-hmm. Where all how many times do you see this comment? Where are all these Karens coming from? Europe, nigga. But yes. yeah, nigga, like, like well, apparently it just came into existence. Well, uh, but according to Julie Bindle, it's sexist and ageist to call women Karens. Yeah, and okay, it's, And nigga. it's classist. Fine, nigga. I'm sexist, ageist, and classist, nigga. Whoop my ass and make me stop. I'm there now. I don't debate anymore. <laughs> I don't debate. How about you debate my ass? How about that? I see we've I'm gone, on the debate team. I see, we, I see we've gone straight to might makes, right? <laughs> That's what y'all been doing. Funky ass Europeans. (laughs) Violent ass motherfucker. So let's check out this clip. Um, This this is a white feller who appears to be uh, married to this here um, cis white woman. And yes, you can see it's coming off of TMZ. Oh, yeah. Beat the fuck up. Literally get beat the fuck up. All right, so apparently he's yelling at the woman, um, you're going to get your ass beat the fuck up. So he doesn't even care that she's being racist. He just don't want them hospital bills. Beat the fuck up. Literally get beat the fuck up. He don't know you. Oh, he's saying he don't know you. You realize this is the first time I watched this clip. I only saw the headline and oh, responded. Okay. So he's saying he don't know you. So I'm solely saying he don't know you. That sentence is missing um, three more words. You know what they are? What? Like, oh, wait, no. Four words. Like, I know you. Oh. He don't know you. Like, <laughs> I know you. Right. I'm telling you, I'm not a philosopher. I just, I, I've seen white people before. I've, I've been down this road. You don't know her. Fuck you. Get in the car. And he's saying, fuck you, get in the car. Which also, like, the way he's yelling at her, the way these white women are like, yo, he might be beating her ass back at the house. Like, this is how he is in public? Aaron, get your stupid ass in the car. Get in the car, Aaron. Get in the car, Aaron. You do not know him. You do not know her. You don't know anybody around here. You are not special. <laughs> Get your stupid ass in the car. No, he is not. No, Why? Really? Because he's driving a fucking Buick? <laughs> you said crack. Whoa, whoa, girl, if you go viral trying to be stupid, that's on you. 
And like, so I, he's like making jokes and clowning. He's not like seriously trying to tell her you can't be a racist piece of shit. I, I kind of stand by my first uh, knee jerk reaction was well, uh, he doesn't care she's being racist. He just doesn't want the medical bills of her getting her ass beat. Her ass beat and also the embarrassment online. Yeah, he knows what ha- he knows. Them neggers be recording. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm sorry, y'all. He's calling her the Ooh. B word. Yep. Hold up. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, this guy is not a hero to me. Oh, he's definitely not a hero. Yeah, like no. he is. He is a misogynist who was probably harming her at Wait, home. Wait, you said people like feminists were giving this like the yes treatment? Oh, go, go to the, the women's rights Ooh. news Facebook page. That is where I go uh, to yeah. get my white feminist um, updates. Yikes. Yeah, I mean. I'm glad he stopped her from harassing those folks and all, but I would not maybe promote him as some sort of, you know, I mean, he called her a bitch and he called her stupid. Yeah. And and he's, I don't, I don't know. And also like, and if she's a B word and she's stupid and she's racist, what's why the are you appeal? With, right. Why the fuck are you with her? And now I get the Twitter thing that happened. Oh, is, is it re- referencing this? It is. I just now realized oh, that though. Because what happened? Well, somebody said something not ridiculous on Twitter and people made it into something ridiculous, as happens every day there. (laughs) Um, Where basically somebody made a tweet and it said something like, um, if you're okay with like dating or fucking bigots, then I'm just going to assume that you're okay with bigotry then. And a bunch of people who are allegedly liberals and leftists got really offended by that tweet. Oh, because Hillary, they're still mad about people connecting Hillary to Bill because Bill's a rapist. And they, but no, it was people telling their own stories. Like some dude was like, yeah, he casually said his girlfriend just used to listen to Alex Jones for like the first four years of their relationship until he got her off it. I'm like, but you listen to Alex Jones or someone who thought Alex Jones was serious for four years. You lived with this person. You were having sex with this person. You could have gotten this, y'all could have gotten pregnant. Like she could have had a kid. Like, what is wrong? A bunch of people were saying shit like that where they were just like, well, no, because I'm just like working on them and like de-radicalizing them. And, you know, they weren't always like that or I didn't know it was this bad. And like, I understand that there's people who end up in like abusive situations that they can't get out of. I understand that. I understand with sex workers, you can't always choose your client. Your client may be an asshole. I understand that. But you just fucking dated someone for four or five years who was a racist or listened to Alex Jones or thought Richard Spencer had good ideas. You were just fucking them and living with them and loving them. I hate that I'm pedantic. <laughs> I think dating's the wrong word. You're partnered. You're partnered. Because people Coupled, typically, yeah. like, you share bills. You, we're in late-stage capitalism. Yeah. People don't, like... I mean, because people love to just say the word dating. Is that really what you're doing? Well, are you I really, think... or do you contact this person and just schedule outings and events <laughs> and that, or do you fucking live together as if you're in the 1920s and married? Yeah. I think that's the thing is people say dating is just because the official marriage hasn't happened, even though it's like, okay, but you've been living together for four years. Yeah, like, like y'all niggas have fucking kids. You have mm-hmm. done joint tax returns and you're dating my ass. You don't <laughs> go on dates. You both like you both work full time and overtime hours. This is late stage capitalism. And then you binge watch Netflix together when you have the same three hours off. Right. Not the same day off, because that don't happen. That's not happening. The fucking day. 
dating. But yeah, so now I bet you that that uh, comment section was a response to this. And it was just weird to me then because I was like, wait, y'all are really just out here fucking racist and stuff like for years? Like you knew they they ended up at some point telling you who they are and you just like stayed with a homophobe? Really? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, like I remember uh, when I was uh, 17, like, I thought I had met my last girlfriend. I was like, oh, this is it. We're done. Yeah. And then she started saying homophobic shit. Mm-mm. And I was like, this is this is it. We're done. And <laughs> <laughs> double entendre. Double entendre. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I can't imagine. And, like, I understand there are certain... Like I said, I know there's nuances in certain situations. Like, you can't get away from someone who's abusive. Like, I get that. But a lot of these people, that's not how they were framing it. It was like, I could have left at any fucking time I wanted to. I just wanted to be with this person and felt like I could change them. So I just decided I was going to dedicate the rest of my life to this. Oh, you know, I should I should contextualize that. Uh, she starts saying homophobic because I, I met her when uh, when we were 17. By the okay. time we were about 19, and we probably would have got close to getting an apartment together, mm-hmm. uh, but she had she had class privilege and just still lived with her parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was spitting some wild homophobic shit, and I was out. Because at that time, 19, as a as a young MC and artist, a little local rapper, songwriter, yeah. selling CDs out the backpack, I was actually, like, at group meetings with my little crew, I was telling them, like, I'm getting real close to just writing a pro-gay song. Like, I was leaning in that direction. Mm-hmm. And I ultimately did in my early 20s and recorded it. And um, and it, it sold a few copies off of uh, uh, soundclick.com, but it didn't really move. But I was like, no, I'm kind of going in, like, ideologically. I didn't know that word yet at that time. Mm-hmm. But, like, I knew I was going a different direction. Like, you like, I mean, like, with my thoughts and shit, nigga, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm thinking <laughs> different, you know? <laughs> nah, I want to write some other shit. Like, I know that's probably how I worded it then. Right. Like, I just, my thoughts and shit is different now. Right. And they're like, you want to say some gay shit? And I was like, I want to say some gay shit. <laughs> but, you know, like, it's like, nah, nigga's over. Like, bye-bye. Uh, ooh, I almost said her name. Nah, ooh. I don't need to, yeah. don't need that. It's all good. Like, because I don't know where she is now. Right. Yeah, she might be on some different shit now. I'm talking about 2002. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. All right. And my (laughs) last one. I don't know if you have anything else for this episode. Oh. I know you're probably ready to wrap it up. Phoenix Leader does not like being in the same place long. I do Niggas with chronic pain need uh, to move every once in a while. Yes, we do. Yes, yes. Why the fuck do I say that like that? I don't know what. Oh, because one of my bosses used to say that. All right. So, um... I don't know what y'all know about the U.S. Postal Service, but somebody um, who is a candidate for the Senate out of Ohio was at a uh, Party in the Park event, which I'm sure will have uh, some of his constituents die before they can vote, which, holy shit, think about how many Republican voters died and how many of their names will be casted on ballots in the next election? Hmm. Watch for Republican voter voter fraud off of COVID deaths. Oh, that'll be interesting. Watch for that one. That'll be interesting. Like I'm kind of make wanna, a note that you just said that. Yeah, so I to come back to later. I kind of want to make this more of a serious prediction than a joke. I haven't done serious predictions in a while. Mm. Yeah, like I think that there there may be. I'm saying over fifty. Yeah, I'm saying, and that's nationwide. I'm saying over 50, obviously average of one per state, but most likely there will be concentrated areas. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm thinking over 50 will be reported. All right. So Josh Mandel, 
running for the U.S. Senate out of Ohio. Mm -hmm. Uh, had a party in the park, an annual event hosted by the Ohioans for concealed carry. Hmm. And this thing is about Judeo-Christianism and uh, and other such things. Let's listen to a little bit of this here audio. God, All right, I hate and, that uh, term so much. Yes. What? Oh, Judeo-Christian or Christian Judeo? It's not a thing. <laughs> not a thing. Yeah, it is. New. So you're saying that the, the white Christian is not the original Jew? Correct. Deo. Yes. Dice Deo. Dice Deo. One white, one white man, he is gonna go home. Go back to Europe. We don't want you in our land no more. <laughs> All right. Let me play this there. We're in a fight. Okay, Republicans don't spend a lot of money on their microphones, so this is just the audio you're going to fucking get from this guy. Might makes right. I just have to yell into it loud enough. Jesus, his audio is shit. Fight against the radical left who are trying to take away our guns. We're in a fight against the secular left, which is trying to take God out of all aspects in our life. My feeling is we shouldn't be watering down on our Judeo-Christian... I like how lazy Republicans are about their talking points. This nigga is running for Senate and is, he has on jeans <laughs> and is walking. He has his other hand in his pocket. Yeah. One hand on the, the other is in his pocket. The other one isn't even flicking a cigarette. I was about to say, just give, try to give props to Alanis, man. And, and no, no, she will reject that. She fucking would. So and it don't would be forget great. that Alanis Morissette is God and God loves skee-ball. And God does love skee-ball. Oh. She would probably bash his face with a skee-ball. There are some millennials out there that are like, thank you for that reference. <laughs> yes. Oh, it, it was a ve- I, I'm very dogmatic about my references. Wow. All right. <laughs> values. We should be doubling down on those Judeo-Christian values and instilling God in all aspects of the classroom, of work, and of society. When I get to Washington... What did we just say about Christian dominionism like two segments ago? <laughs> Didn't I just say they're literally trying to make it a theocracy? Uh, yeah. Like some fucking Gilead shit. They are telling you themselves, I'm not making it up. This is really what they want. Yes. I swear. And tangent <laughs> off into the comment section, Tally Loco said, um, y'all better get on top of that B cafeteria. No housework slacking. <laughs> yes, the B that is what the backyard has become. Yes, Apparently, apples that fall from your tree, they become a B cafeteria, whether or not you accidentally step on them and damage the skin, because the earth knows what it's doing. Yes. All right, because I figured, oh, we'll just have less bees if I'm just careful with the apples that fall. And maybe if I sweep them up instead of rake them, I won't bust them. Oh, don't worry about that. The groundhog that comes over to snack on apples apparently likes to take a few bites out of each apple and then leave the skin busted open for the bees. Mm -hmm. Now, I doubt the groundhog is, like, planning this out before they leave their groundhog lair and come do this. But I really think that is just the earth doing what it's supposed to do. Yeah. Right, and then the apples that are left, they would fall in naturally, enrich the soil, and probably save the dying apple tree that we moved into. Yeah. All right, that was the tangent off to the (laughs) side. We are back to Judeo-Christian values, clearly not dominionism, and his hand came out of his pocket, so he's making a point. Hmm. Yeah. 
Oh. I was going to say, the next time I hear someone say Christian Judeo values, I'm going to ask them to define forgiveness. Oh, forgiveness? Yeah. Oh, that's easy. Okay. That is when niggers stop complaining. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Forgive us for what we didn't even do to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The fuck we did to you. Okay. What we did. What we did. Um, I mean, aside from the whole slavery and colonialism and climate change and never-ending war. Nah, I was born in 1972. I ain't did none of that. We were at war then. What war? Who, 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 what war? 1972? Yeah, what war? Vietnam. Vietnam. Yeah. Well, I'm just going by what one of y'all niggers said. I don't know no Vietnams, no Viet Congs (laughs) or nothing. So so you have to like me now because I'm quoting a nigger. What's his name? Cashman Clay. Cashman Clay, yes. Yeah, I know that feller. Yes. He black. All right. Well, what the fuck, man? This is oh, a weird, no. weird podcast. Oh, no. Why does anybody listen to it? I'm going to make decisions with two documents. All right. With two documents. That's all you need in the United oh, States Senate. He's going to fucking say it, isn't he? Well, he is holding up one index finger while saying two documents. So clearly he is going to say something mathematical. <laughs> in hand, with the Bible in one hand and the Constitution in the other. Thank you very much. Certainly not the Constitution that was written by a guy who said we should separate church and state. Yeah. No. Okay. You got to separate church and state or or else the, the fucking the state will get involved in the church. Now the church members, those are citizens. Right. And once they leave the church... Uh-huh. Whatever they do in the state is not our problem. Right, right. We right. didn't do that. Mm-hmm. Did the church go into there or did the members go into it? Mm. All right, then. Post office is a disaster. Uh, All right, so now he's literally off to the side, probably drinking an energy drink. <laughs> like, I'm very comfortable with that particular probably. And while someone else says something off camera that is barely audible. Mm-hmm. Uh, they need to be privatized. Okay, he's saying the post office, they need to be privatized. Let's see why. Eliminated altogether. Uh, They've grown every year. The government gives them billions of dollars. All right, the government is giving the post office billions of dollars. Can you look up the last post office budget that the government was given given to them? Because Congress is the power of the purse, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's see if it was billions of dollars. To continue losing money, enough's enough. We need competent people delivering our mail so we don't get have to wait for our neighbor to bring our mail over to us. All right, they need competent people delivering uh. the mail. Now, the funny thing is, this person is complaining that competent people are not delivering the mail. Now... Uh, $250 million last year. No, that well, that sounds like billions and billions. All right, so billions and billions of $250 million. Mm-hmm. Dot com. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but he's saying competent people are not delivering the mail. Does he realize that he's literally talking about his neighbors? Who do you think the mail carrier is? Do you think the liberal elite send down some fucking mail carrier of northern aggression down to your fucking state to incompetent? No, that is a probably a fellow Republican delivering your mail Um, that is getting it in the wrong box. I don't know. I'm, I might be overthinking. I tend yes. to do that. Yes. Um, but there's also like a lot of racism with the post office because they hire so many black people. So this might just be his, you know, oh. those people work there huh. or too many of those people work there. I was thinking about that. Like if uh, if our niece uh, 
fucking becomes a skilled driver. Yeah. You know, fucking okay. hit up the post office. See what's cranking. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, because I think that, like, what is it, like, like it, the numbers are, like, ridiculous. Like, 30% of post office employees are black or something like that, which oh. is, like, compared to how everything else goes in this country, lots of niggas work for the post office. So, yeah, I don't know if he was, um, if that was his, like, little, like, dog whistle shit. Oh. Because it's always, because, you know, because, like, the post office is tied to liberal shit and who do liberals love to pander to. Uh, and uh, remember that movie Poetic Justice? Right. Right. Tupac Shakur played the fictional character Lucky, who was a mail carrier, and I, I would actually like to get a count of how many times he said the word union in that movie. <laughs> you work at the post office. I'm in the union. Like, he said it like he docks on the records. I'm in the union. <laughs> Yo, it's like this. Fuck. <laughs> what is it? Um, uh, fuck UPS. <laughs> fuck FedEx. Fuck Amazon. As a, as a website, a web hosting, and a motherfucking van. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> All right, let's and check him out. Jeff Bezos. Fuck, yeah. Oh, man. Listen, it, it is one of the agencies, I agree, that's completely incompetent and could never stand up in the private sector, but there's a bigger issue here, and this is what I'm going to do when I get to Washington. Uh-oh. I'm going to post on the wall of my office the United States Constitution, and right next of it, I'm going to post an organizational chart of the federal government, and for every agency, sub-agency, bureau, department, all these departments we've never even heard of in the bowels of the federal government. <laughs> I'm going to work with people like Rand Paul oh. and Thomas Massey and Jim Jordan and others really, really nonsense. to try to eliminate all these departments that are never called for in the Constitution. Because what happens is politicians, Democrat and Republican, over time, and it happens in state government, happens everywhere. They create these departments and agencies. Quarantine and then camps. the bureaucrats, the deep state in there, they keep growing them because they got to justify their... The deep state. Mm-hmm. ...their existence and perpetuate their funding. They got to justify their existence and perpetuate their funding. And mm -hmm. I think you said... You looked it up and you verified it was billions and billions. 250 million of the billions and billions of the billions billions and billions how much of that is going to garbage cans for the city god damn Shit. billions and billions Twenty thousand per can i'd say maybe that's what the screenshot says <laughs> screenshots are news it's still like hard for me to take those type of numbers serious because i remember i lived in a county that was very republican very fiscally responsible and the um what was it the housing department lost like 300 million dollars that was supposed to go to section 8 housing so they just had, like, a 22-year backlog <laughs> for Section 8 housing. But, you know, whatever. The it's fine. Fuck. It's fine. All right. You ready to wrap it up? Oh, uh, I think so. Did you have more with this guy? Uh, I did not. Okay. Oh. But. Oh, you cued something. I did. Oh, the fucking Guardian. Is that that article you told me about this morning? Oh, and did I tell you about this morning? Where guard, the Guardian is being very, very guardic right now? No, no, no. Okay. I saw this, uh, actually, because this was written by Sam Levin, at Sam T. Levin on Twitter, who I have actually um, done a couple interviews with about sex work stories, was actually really cool, um, very easy to talk to, very good reporter. Um, so I follow him on Twitter, and because I found, he wrote this, I found this in my newsfeed, and 
Your hat is perfect for this story. Oh, it's not really showing up on the camera though. But that's all right, because the hat is white and shiny and the lights are oh, okay. they're doing their thing. Revealed <laughs> how California police chased a non-existent quote unquote Antifa bus. Come on, man. Come on with the bullshit, man. Willy-nilly nonsense. All right, I'm at the soundboard. I'm doing my job. So I think we might have covered this when it happened because it happened in June of 2020, but this is the update now that they've done all their investigating because you know they love to investigate themselves. So, on June 1st, 2020, a law enforcement official in the small northern California uh, city of Redding sent screenshots of two social media posts to her staff asking them to investigate. That stuff ought to make you sick. One was an Instagram story. All caps, be aware, dot, dot, dot. Sure, that's something you should be, trust. Be aware, dot, dot, dot. All caps, be aware. Be dot, aware dot, dot. of what? I have heard... We are speed bumps to the deep state on the road to their progressive communism. I've heard from a reliable source that's not named in this post that Antifa buses with close to 200 people, domestic terrorists in parentheses next to it, are planning to infiltrate, infiltrate Reading and possibly cause distraction and destruction. Oh, cool. I love stupid bullshit like this. The second post was a Facebook post and warned of buses of protesters planning to riot and said that the protesters had stopped in Klamath Falls in Southern Oregon. Uh, but as there was no rioting or burning, we did cover this story. I don't know, man. It doesn't seem uh, woke. And I'm, I'm woke as hell. Uh, so they had stopped in Klamath Falls in Oregon, but said there was no rioting, so they moved on. The post included a grainy image of a van with Black Lives Matter written on the back. Ooh, my proctologist is never going to believe I didn't do this to myself. <laughs> and we did cover this story because, remember, these people were just trying to, like, go camping or some shit and a bunch of weird... It was, a, like, some horror movie shit where, like, the locals got their guns and, like, surrounded them and shit. Do you remember that? Uh, yeah, they were just trying to go camping. Son, that's gangster as fuck. Yeah, it was like some fun. Yeah, it was like some fucking like horror movie shit, really. Wait, was that like one of our white on white crime action film episodes? No, it was a serious story because I think one of the people in the van was actually black because they like adopted the kid. Okay, this is yeah. a bug out. All right. Yeah, it was wild. But yeah, I remember that. Um, so yeah, so the post included a van with Black Lives Matter written on the back. Elizabeth Barkley, the then chief of the California Highway Patrol Northern Division, which covers rural parts of the state just south of Oregon, asked her colleagues to look into the claims and notify our allied agencies in town. 90 minutes later, another official forwarded a message saying, the thought is these buses are roaming, looking for events to attend. So an official with the California Highway Patrol said that these are true things, that these pictures are actual things, that there's Antifa members in buses driving around Oregon looking for shit to burn. Just listen to the way you're sounding, my goodness. 15 minutes after that, a CPH sergeant or a CHP sergeant told a listserv of commanders that possible Antifa buses are heading to Reading and added that the agency's tactical alert center was notified. They said that the CHP aircraft operations were actively trying to locate a vehicle on the freeway. 
So all it took was one Instagram post and one Facebook post from unverified accounts saying there's buses full of Antifa and the California Highway Patrol put a fucking plane in the air to look for the bus. These chicks are in there doing TikTok dances. Man. Uh... So the sheriff of nearby Humboldt County, William, William Hansel, shared information uh, with a BOL, be on the lookout for Antifa buses from Oregon. The actions of officials in Shasta and Humboldt counties were outlined in internal documents obtained by a public records request by Property of the People, a non-for-profit transparency group. They show the officers in these rural counties, known for reed farms and hiking, and overwhelmingly white, were swiftly duped about unfounded allegations of Antifa buses threatening to infiltrate uh, as the United States wrestled with the death of George Floyd and the Black Lives Matter demonstrations in the aftermath. The record also shows agencies' response to those unsubstantiated allegations helped spread misinformation rooted in online conspiracy theories. The files were troubling, experts said, because Antifa conspiracy theories have inspired armed right-wing vigilantes to organize in response. You walked up on me and sat down your beer like, nigga, what's up? How gangster are you? Uh, unverified warnings about Antifa threats and buses of left-wing activists making their way to various protest sites were all over the internet on June 1st, amplified by right-wing accounts, including Donald Trump Jr.'s. And already that day, NBC News reported at least some of the rumors were started by a white nationalist group posing as Antifa online, threatening to move into the residential areas to take what's ours. Ugh, man. Which is also Ugly. like... You know that was fucking white people. When have you ever heard a black person say, I'm going into a white neighborhood to take what's ours? Have you ever, ever heard a black person say that? I'm trying to even think of someone saying it as a joke. <laughs> I cannot. But y'all really thought... And also, that's not even the language we would use. Right. We're, we're going to take what's ours. Because that's a quote. That is a direct quote. The Negroes move, are coming. Move into the residential areas to take what's ours. We did, Who the fuck says residential areas unless you're reading an article anyway? Like, what? Y'all, <laughs> blacks rule. It's that fucking oh, energy, man. man. <laughs> Hello, fellow energy. blacks, said oh, Kamala Devi. On the morning of June 2nd, however, Hosnell, the Humboldt County Sheriff, emailed uh, to say that he had confirmed with CHP that the bus is currently in Reading and they had a surveillance team monitoring. At the same time, journalists, disinformation experts, and law enforcement officials were debunking the Antiva bus rumors across the United States. So journalists are saying this isn't true and the cop is saying, but the California Highway Patrol told me it was. And still at a press conference on the 4th of June, Hansel publicly raised concerns about Antifa threats, saying his agency had, quote, substantiated law enforcement reports that Antifa did have people in buses and that those groups wanted to disrupt things and cause violence. Mind you, this all started from an Instagram post from an anonymous user who heard from a source. An anonymous source said this on Instagram, and now this dude is literally giving press conferences about Antifa. I think they should question this anonymous source. They should question anonymous. <laughs> they should give a, I, I don't know, because our question and answer Q&A, maybe they should give a Q to anonymous. <laughs> mm -hmm. These fucking people, like, 
And I guarantee you, it's literally some fucking jack-knuckled fuckstick 4chan troll, like the ultimate pure stereotype neckbeardly, pizza boxedly, flat warm Mountain Dew swilling yep. motherfucker yep. that's just having a goof, mm-hmm. and they take it serious, and motherfuckers die. Yep, and they don't care. Well, I mean, these are the same people who gave us swatting, so well, obviously. On some level, they do care because they want it. Like, they do care because it's a victory. Yeah. And we need to put these niggas somewhere. Quarantine yeah. camps. Yes. Uh, and the sheriff records show, however, that r- residents began to email asking why the sheriff was making claims without a shred of evidence. However, Hansel released a new statement days later and once again repeated his warnings by saying, quote, CHP confirmed the reports of an Antifa bus or buses. Okay. Uh, (laughs) CHP's California Highway Patrol? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. But uh, the California Highway Patrol and their documents, all they have is saying, uh, can someone verify this? Can someone fact check this? And he said, yeah, it's true. They told me because they asked someone to fact check it. That means it's real. Ah, there you go. All right, I don't even I don't even know what the fuck is that. But it's like twenty two paragraphs long. <laughs> I love this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and then Hosnell, like, yeah, it goes on to say like all the shit he kept doing, but he really did keep going back and saying more and more that no, no, this is happening, this is happening. And uh, notes that this article notes that CHP relied on baseless right wing social media posts to launch an, a military style aerial surveillance missions on Antifa convoys that didn't exist. Antifa convoys? Yes. And isn't that like a bunch of fucking semi-trucks with the trailers attached? It doesn't have to be trucks. It's just like a caravan of vehicles. Okay. So yeah, but like if it was buses, that would count as, yeah. Antifa got no money for no motherfucking cars. It's not, you know, I'm not saying it. I'm not, (laughs) not to this audience. This audience Uh knows. Mm Mm-hmm. Not an organization. Uh, yeah. So, and then other records in the data set point to a similar direction. The Humboldt undersheriff, Jason Broad, sent an email saying we're in trying times and must prepare accordingly. He encouraged officers to read a document which contains material on being prepared. <laughs> uh, and this article that he's sharing is from an off-duty safety group to keep you safe in the era of anonymous Antifa and BLM. They are reading anything and using it as evidence. Man. Uh, And said the author of the article said these groups should not be underestimated because their tactics often include attacks on officers. You must remain armed and ready and train with your off-duty weapon and prepare for the possibility of being a victim. Are they telling cops to watch out for white people? No, they're telling cops to watch out for, well, I guess Antifa and BLM. And BLM, which isn't even coming at all. Right. But they are going to pick out some random person that exists. Mm -hmm. Like, I swear, some of y'all, some of y'all white progressives might want to stop wearing the fucking uniform. Yeah. Like, like you're... You don't understand what you're in, and I'm so tired of talking about the gangbang culture of MAGA, mm-hmm. but you're like, there's a reason why I haven't said, Venus, why don't you get your hair purple again? Because that's a flag now. Yeah. Purple hair, green hair, all that shit is a flag now. It really is. And yeah. I don't mean like pride flag. I mean iron out my flag, maybe put another crease in it. Right. But you know what? You you got you got to do your thing, right? You got. Mm-hmm. I get it. You have to express yourself, or you're not. Uh, but hey, don't 
Don't don't come telling me shit. If you heard this podcast and you knew damn well that them niggas think you're banging when you look like that. Right. Like, and again, I know my risk I take. I know I step out in the dashiki. There's going to be some white man at some point that sees me as like the, he's not going to think hotep, but it, it, like that word. Yeah. But he's going to have it in his head that this is one of those really unruly blacks. Mm-hmm. I've heard about that, uh, that that Bromar uh, John man who is that fella? <laughs> right. The Bromar John man. He's one of them Bromar John mans. Right. He's one of them Tariq Nashids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like and and I'm and I'm ready for that. You yeah. know. But like I'm aware of it before I like I want you to be aware of the fact that you're putting some shit on that is making someone think you're banging against them. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and just to, you know, further reiterate, and I can't reiterate enough, all these quotes are coming from a police newsletter that was sent to a department, okay? These are all fucking quotes from there. And as you just said, talking about gangbang culture, this oh. is another quote. Indecision is fatal. You must switch to the on-duty mindset at all times. Left, le- le- lefties can't do that. Lefties cannot have an on-duty mind because they've never been on duty. Right. Yeah, they've just been online. Right. Niggas ain't never been on no mother. Y'all have no idea what it's like to hit the block okay, legitimately. And, and they do have a link to it here. So the rumors about Antifa threats last year were not without consequences. They prompted some right-wing militias to patrol their neighborhoods while armed. In Washington State, armed residents harassed a multiracial family on a camping trip, accusing them of being Antifa protesters. Now, what the fuck do we look like when we go... When this whole... When everyone in this household piles up in the car... What the fuck do y'all see what Phoenix and I look like? Mm-hmm. And then my niece, like my niece looks like we had her. Mm-hmm. And then the 13 year old looks like we kidnapped him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This was in Forks, Washington. Uh, outside Spokane, they went to a local store to get supplies. And they were confronted with seven cars of people asking them if they were Antifa protesters. Also, like they need, they, and I think it's. I don't think it's journalistic malpractice. I think it's journalistically lazy to not differentiate between Eastern and Western Washington mm. when they say where some shit like this happened. Yeah. Yeah, because Spokane is not Seattle. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, and they say uh, four vehicles followed the family and two of the vehicles had people carrying semi-automatic rifles. Oh. That, yeah, because I know we covered that. And I think that's why this story um, caught my attention because I was like, wait a minute. We read something about someone got caught up in random locals thought they were Antifa protesters or something. So, yeah, so that was, like, why this caught my attention, because it reminded me of that story. So, yeah, but keep in mind that all these fucking quotes, all these fucking newsletters, they put a fucking chopper in the sky. They sent out all these fucking emails and shit to everybody, all these fucking bolos and shit over an Instagram post from an unnamed source saying buses full of Antifa were coming. They should question that anonymous source. They should. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just glancing through the end. I don't think there's anything else really like noteworthy in particular, but yeah, I think that's about it. Okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, so yeah, that story was just super interesting to me that they're explaining, they're going through all this detail over something that was never confirmed, never, never verified, all somebody said was, hey, do y'all know if this is real? And it turned into cops just saying it's real and writing newsletters about how you need to go out there prepared to die and shoot everybody. All like, right. 
which Damn. also, I mean, you know, sorry. Uh, but, you know, because this is during the George Floyd protests and shit, which also, like, I know everybody's like, why are the cops so aggressive? Well, non-leftists were like, why are the cops so aggressive? Because they're getting newsletters from their boss telling them that buses of Antifa are coming to murder them. Yeah, they are. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, I mean, it's not like, that, like that's the only reason they're being violent, but, like, it's not helping the situation to walk in, like, literally being told that we, the police, the people who investigate, we did an investigation and there's buses of terrorists coming here to kill you? Like, wait a sec. Then why didn't you just go stop the fucking buses? Like, why don't you just go stop the fuck? And if the buses, like, they're probably across state lines, why haven't you notified that governor that there are buses full of Antifa terrorists there? I think that governor might want to know that. I mean, again, they put a whole ass plane in the sky to find these buses and the plane couldn't find them. All right. Which is also good use of taxpayer dollars. God forbid we do something like let homeless people have food. How could we afford planes to look for non-existent Antifa buses? Yeah. Let's see. Um, All right. Closing out. um, This is totally off the top of my head. Mm -hmm. All right. You want to open up your Twitter? Mm -hmm. And I'll leave this beat playing. And I will try to freestyle about whatever you pull off of your Twitter. Like the last thing I tweeted about? No, whatever's in your news feed. Like okay. you say a couple words from it. Do you want it, words or do you want topics? Whatever the tweet is. Like, you know how you just scroll the feed? Oh, yeah. Do, do they still do that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and just, you see something, say a couple words from it, I'll try to freestyle them. All right. Uh- <laughs> Let me get my, I dropped my mouse. Uh-oh. Okay, what are you doing? Oh, okay. Sorry, I thought you were. I thought you had it, and you were on your way back up. You were not. No. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, my news feed. Someone is arguing. Oh shit! I just lost it. Companies should buy towns for workers to live in. What in the blue fuck would they do that for? Oh no, they got companies that want to buy towns for the workers. Well, I don't get with those surfers. That don't make no damn sense. I hit the water. But then I gotta let them niggas know what I oughta take down these corporations. They wanna buy a whole town and hold all the workers down. But I say we need to break down the soiled ground and uh, break that shit into a compound and compost it. I do the most with the flow that I come through on some low shit. It's not making a whole bunch of sense, but I'm slacking on the freestyle, so I come with this. Nine-year-olds most likely to get COVID. Nine and under. Damn, that's some cold shit. The nine-year-old's gonna catch that virus? Well, you should've elected Mr. Osiris or Mr. O'Bernie Sanders and we will have health care and it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter if you got COVID in any manner. You could catch that virus on a scanner, but instead y'all wiggle the neolib. So I guess we ain't gonna get shit. Except a bunch of mo dead kids. I didn't have any. That's your fault, man. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm friends with Nazis, but I'm a leftist. 
Well, I just cannot respect this. That's a bad sentence to say ever out loud. Why would you say that shit and be proud? You a goddamn clown and I don't respect you. If we were in person, I would check you. And no, I do not mean verbally. I would put up my fist and make you fight with these. Because you gotta get down with the hands. Drop a couple knuckle hammers. Take you out where you stand. Yes. Uh, reloading. Yes. Tree pose yoga. Tree pose yoga? Uh-uh. We yoga tree pose, says Yoda. Nigga and the flow from a soldier. Dope as fucking I'm blow on the doja. And that sounds like some white woman tactics. Because you might fall down and get your ass kicked by a bunch of bees at the bottom of the tree. Because they're eating on the apples that fell down. Please, it's not rhyming for these. And I'm embarrassed by the flow I'm putting in the breeze. Oh, Jesus, jeez. Oh, damn, this Tally Loco still tuned in for some reason said uh mouse dropper is now in your rap name mouse dropper <laughs> oh shit the beat ended right there that was so official the <laughs> instrumental literally ended right there that was good that was fun shit oh so, uh, yeah i just saw the lightning too so we actually probably should turn this shit off there we go we're finally now. getting that storm that we were getting threatened about all yes. day yes good right and right at the two hour and two minute mark nice and I will uh, upload this podcast audio. Tally Loco is the oh, and one other person caught it live, and uh, and we are gosh darn out of here. The tip yes. jar, PayPal.me slash Phoenix and William, Patreon.com slash Wine Cellar Media Fund is where folks can sign upward and hold us downward. Goodness gracious, we have to pay a bunch of money to get a mattress thrown in the garbage. We do. That's good. Ugh. I think that throwing a mattress away should cost more than a new mattress. <sighs> That's some cold shit. Man. Like, to throw away the queen-size mattress costs more than to get the king-size mattress. Yep. That's good. And you could probably also tell we do not buy expensive mattresses. <laughs> when you are a blue-collar, uh, the lowest-level shit is very comfortable. It's very comfortable. you like... I need the sleep number bed. Or just like a step below middle. It is. It's a <laughs> yeah, step below it's like middle. like a step below middle. I wouldn't yeah. even know. Yeah. Like I like I slept outside at twelve years old. A mattress is the shit. Fucking <laughs> Oh, granddad gets to take a reefer break and look at the well rain for like two minutes because it's right. bullshit. All right, right uh, y'all get the hell on. How do I hit stop on here? Zoom, I need to end the live video. Come on. All right. And then uh, you podcast audio, why are you still here? I know why you're still here, because you tuned in for the willy-nilly nonsense. <laughs>